Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. You can't escape the prices at the grocery store. None of us can. For the price of gas, what inflation's doing to America? It influences every decision, every meal you eat, what you do, what you don't do, your very quality of life. Last week on the Battleground podcast, we learned. The inflationary rate is so crushing, over a third of businesses now report in a huge survey by Alignable of 5,200 business owners, over a third missed their June mortgage or rent payment. A tip poll over the weekend found that a staggering one in five, 21% of Americans are now using food banks to get by, to afford to eat. What caused all this? In short, One big lie, America. The ironclad, unquestionable, at the time, lie that the only way to defeat COVID was to shut down. Even the top virologists on Earth weren't allowed to question it. And so we shut down. We went from $20 trillion in debt to almost 30. Why? Because we paid everybody to stay home and watch Tiger King. Do you remember what it was like back then? If you suggested that businesses should stay open, you were practically a murderer. Members of my own family cut me off for saying businesses should stay open, must stay open. Why, I was killing people. You couldn't question it. And so we printed and printed and printed and printed. And now, as I documented last week in the Battleground podcast, we have a 17% inflation rate, a full two points higher than the rate we hit in the 1970s. That's what it would be if we use the exact same formula the federal government used to calculate inflation in the 70s. We've changed it twice since then to hide the truth. But this is the dire condition this country finds itself in. But why? Most news reports will say COVID. But that's actually not true. We're in this situation because of censorship, because actual world-renowned virologists who told us otherwise, that we didn't need to shut down, that there was no scientific evidence backing it, were censored, silenced, pressured, and censorship became a cancer that gutted the economy of the United States of America. We now know, scientifically, that all that was a lie. Months ago, Johns Hopkins produced a meta-analysis. That's a study of studies where it looked at all the data on lockdowns and found that not only did lockdowns not stop the spread of COVID at all, they might have resulted in excess extra deaths over what we would have had 
It's so important that we understand why we're broke or we're going to do it again. In fact, that meta-analysis of studies done by Johns Hopkins is fascinating because what it shows is that there never was any data supporting lockdowns. That's, after all, what they were analyzing, the data around lockdowns. There wasn't in the beginning, there wasn't in the middle of the lockdowns, nor was there ever data at the end of the lockdowns. So why do we do it? Why do we miss so many great parts of our lives too? I know for my kids, it was sporting events they'd work for for years. For others, it was graduations and proms and first dates. All of them forfeited. You probably have something it broke your heart not to be able to do. I have a couple of those. Family camp, for instance. We missed a year of it during the time when my son loved it the most. I'll never get that back. How? When Johns Hopkins was easily able to prove that every piece of data that we collected across the world showed lockdowns didn't stop the spread. How do we ever get here? Well, now we know. Dr. Deborah Burks has told us she lied. She just made the whole thing up. You remember Dr. Deborah Burks. She often appeared on television on one side of Trump with Fauci on the other. As we were told by the media and by social media that We might have tens of thousands of doctors, experts, genius experts in the United States of America, but we could listen to no one but Burks and Fauci. And in a new book out by Burks, she admits she totally took advantage of that. She just flat made stuff up when she didn't have data. Now, if you've ever listened to Dr. Deborah Burks speak for a few minutes, you can tell right out the gate, this woman's a total flake. The elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. It's that kind of flakiness that probably led this woman to think it'd be a good idea to admit in her book, which just came out, that she didn't actually have data when she made some of the biggest pronouncements about shutting down, well, everything. When she admitted that all those ideas came from me. I did it on purpose. She's trying to make herself look good, like a hero, when what she's really confessing to, breaking the country economically, Because she believed, based on no data, that shutting down like Italy would be good. These are stunning admissions. Let's go back to two weeks to stop the spread. She says in her book that she came up with that. At the time, you remember, it was one of those things you couldn't question. If you didn't want to shut down for two weeks to stop the spread, my God, you were a murderer. You deserved to be ostracized, canceled. But where did that come from? Was it based on any data? No one was allowed to say, or they'd be vilified by the media. Well, we now know where it came from. Deborah Burks admits she made it up. She made it up, not because we needed to do it or because there was any data behind it. She made it up, she says, to buy two weeks to find some data to justify further shutdowns. In other words, it was all a lie. It was treated as a universal scientific truth. Trust the science, they said at the time. But the science, it turns out, was just the opinion of one super flaky doctor who once suggested you you glue rhinestones to your mask to make it fashionable. Where'd Burks get the idea to shut down? She says it was because she was watching scary videos from China. Now, we know now those videos were fake. Propaganda. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You can tell, as well as we know COVID now, what was wrong with them on their face if you saw them today. Remember the ones? They showed perfectly healthy young people dropping dead of COVID in the streets. They showed pallets of people dying of COVID in the halls of the overwhelmed hospitals. But something was wrong with those pictures. All the people dying were young. Nope, sorry, they should have been old. But it was propaganda from the Chinese who you remember Trump had under his thumb by then. What was the message? China had shut down and America should too. Well, we now know that was propaganda. And that as soon as America shut down, China opened wide open. People were shocked by the pictures of parades and concerts coming out of China. No masks, people shoulder to shoulder. They went on with their lives, and that year, for the first time, they beat, output-wise, the United States economy for the first time. It was economic warfare. Again, what does Burks admit in her book she used to justify the whole made-up lockdown for two weeks thing? The sad and scary videos, Chinese videos, now turn out to be propaganda that she saw online. She just had to do something once she saw them. And since she knew better than everyone else and being a flake, she decided to lie for your good, of course. She even admits that she knew the Trump administration wouldn't go along with an Italian-style, total fascist dictatorship-style lockdown. So she had to walk us up to it. The witch who wrecked our economy rates, 15 days to slow the spread was a start, but I knew it would be just that. I didn't have the numbers in front of me to make the case for extending it longer. But I had two weeks to get them. However hard it had been to get the 15-day shutdown approved, getting another one would be more difficult by many orders of magnitude. So she decided she'd get there bit by bit. Again, she admits at the time, in her own book, she had no data, but she just knew we should do it. And the censors just knew it was science if it came out of hers or Fauci's mouth, so we couldn't question. And that's how it went. Here's what she writes. Getting buy-in, she's talking about from Trump administration officials, on the simple mitigation member measures every American could take was just the first step leading to longer and more aggressive interventions. We had to make these palatable to the administration by avoiding the obvious appearance of a full Italian lockdown, even though she says that's what she was going for. Again, keep in mind, she's got no data. She admits this. Quote, we were playing a game of chess in which the success of each move was predicated on the one before it. Red State describes it this way. Burks had no data or information that did not come from China that shutdowns and lockdowns work. She knew that America would never stand for that nonsense right out of the gate. So she set about with smaller measures to build up to the lockdown. In her book, she admits she made those up too. Like that 10-person limit on gatherings. Remember that? Total fraud. She admits that 10 personal folks, and I can remember talking about this at the time. If you listen to my radio show, you know this, me saying over and over for the last two years, where's the study? They go on TV, her and Fauci, and they proclaim this stuff. Where's the study backing it up? There never was one. Here's why. She admits, just made it up. That 10 person limit that destroyed proms, state championship football games in our family, a volleyball championship that was worked so hard for, proms, weddings, just made it up, she writes. I had settled on 10, she says, knowing that even that was too many, but I figured that 10 would 
at least be palatable for most Americans, high enough to allow for most gatherings of immediate family, i.e. the stuff people push back against the most, but not enough for large dinner parties and critically large weddings, birthday parties, other mass social events. And before she knew it, Burke's got her way. Bars shut down, restaurants were destroyed, 95,000 businesses closed, never to reopen, sports seasons eliminated because Berksy said so. Or at least she says the, she's the one who came up with these ideas. Fauci obviously liked them. He glommed right on. But to keep it all going, she admits they needed a lot of testing. We'd later learn that asymptomatic spread wasn't really that big of a deal. That was symptomatic spread that mattered. But Burks knew she had to get her numbers up. So, based on the opposite of the science, she admits in her book she secretly, this is in the National Pulse today, went behind Trump administration's backs. And before the guidance went to the states, she went and rewrote it to focus on the asymptomatic That way they could drive the large case numbers they would need to shut America down and ultimately make us broke. But you'd say, aren't there a lot of other health experts, smart people, who work for the NIH, the NIAID, the CDC? How come they didn't say anything? Well, Dr. Marty Mercury, a medical doctor and professor at Johns Hopkins Medical School, explained that last week on Tucker Carlson. A lot of people knew a lot of this stuff was wrong. They were just terrified to speak out. It's why they're all leaving the CDC and the NIH now. Boatloads of top leadership. Probably because all this stuff is beginning to come out. Here's Dr. Marty Mercury talking about how none of this was science. Everybody in there knew it. But the censorship, the atmosphere was so extreme. They were terrified of being destroyed if they spoke out. Over and over in the different agencies, I heard from smart people who were just extremely frustrated that not only are they bypassing the normal scientific process, but they really can't say anything because if they do, they know that their jobs are at risk and they'll be treated very differently. One person even said there's no transparency as to how Dr. Fauci makes his decisions. He doesn't even consult with the real experts. One person at the FDA, even who knows the data really well, said that they feel that they're watching a horror show and they're, they can't close their eyes. They're being forced to watch this. I'd add they're being forced to watch this again because they're about to do it again. They've announced the pre-scheduled pandemic uh, surge for right before midterms. That's why so many in the top level management, which was reported by the media this weekend, are fleeing the CDC, NIH, NIAID. Because it's getting ready to happen again. And the science, I'm sure, will be just as big this time. Hope the economy survives it. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.